Mauri te whanau. Welcome back to a new podcast episode. This is the Māori Millionaire Podcast and I am your podcast host, Te Kahukura Boynton. Heri tēnei no Ngātika Hunganu Ngai Tūhoe Te Whakatoia Hoki. And I'm so excited to be here with you all sharing today's new podcast episode. If you are new, know my haere mai and if you are not, then welcome back to my podcast. Today's episode is all about a financial fresh start for the new year. Your guide to personal financial success within this new year. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you, but before we get started, I wanted to touch briefly on a new investment platform that I have just, actually not just come across, but I have been familiar with for a little bit now, and I'm so excited to announce that I'm actually an educator for Goldie, which is a new investment platform within Aotearoa. The difference with Goldie as compared to some of the other investment platforms within Aotearoa is that you are investing in a tangible asset within gold. So these gold bars, which I've actually been able to touch, which was really exciting, um, each of them are probably, I don't know, maybe like eight centimetres by four centimetres. And now these real, they're like, it looks like a, the size of like a Hershey's chocolate bar, but it's real gold. And um, if you've seen on social media, I did a vlog about going to their launch, which was really exciting. Um, it's real gold. And so the what you can do is you can buy shares in this real gold. Um, so you can start by investing like $10 uh, into these real pieces of gold. And I'm really excited to share that I have a code for you all. It is MMXGoldie, MMXGoldie. So I'll put that in the description just once. Sorry, I thought I said that a bit confusingly. MMXGoldie. I'll put all the details in the description of this podcast episode. But basically, if you use my code, um, you get $20 in your Goldie account ready to invest in some gold. So... I'm personally super excited to start investing through Sharesies as part of a well diversified platform, uh, a well diversified portfolio. Sorry, of my investments. So, um, just touching on that briefly, diversification is when we do not put all of our eggs in the same basket. So we spread risk. We spread it across different platforms. So, we might have um twenty percent of our portfolio in gold, we might have twenty percent in shares, and then we might have sixty percent of our portfolio in real estate, so we may own a house. So this is diversification. We want to have our our putia within different areas. We don't want it all in one place. Um but that's enough about Goldie. Um make sure to send me your questions if you have any questions in relation to Goldie I'm really excited to start talking about them more and I'm going to do an interview with uh, the founder of Goldie Cam and that's going to be very exciting for you all to listen to Um, but without further ado let's just get on to today's podcast episode a financially fresh start to 2024 your guide to personal financial success within this new year so let's just get started. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do if you're looking at creating a better financial year in 2024 is reflecting on the past year. You can't move forward unless you reflect and understand what mistakes have you made, what good things have you done, what areas could you improve on. So I would really encourage you to look at your past year, perhaps create a um, document or a piece of paper which has where you spent your money last year. Count up how much money you spent at takeaways. How much money did you spend on clothing? How much money did you spend on makeup? All of these things are really important because you cannot change what you do not understand. You can't 
create better financial habits if you don't even know where you're going wrong. So it's really important to reflect on the past year, address any financial challenges that you've faced and figure out a plan to overcome them. So that's the first piece, reflect on this past year, very important. The second piece, which is very important, is also creating some really sound financial goals for the new year. So I want to encourage everyone to create SMART goals. So SMART goals are specific, they're measurable, they're achievable, they're relevant and they're time bound. So a specific goal is something like, I will be a millionaire by the time I am 25. It is a specific thing. Is it measurable? Can I count it? Yes, I can. Because I do a net worth calculation, I've either reached it or I haven't. There's no real in-between. It's specific and it's measurable. Is it achievable? Some would say it's not. I believe it is. Um, but that's up to your personal uh, belief system in yourself. I believe that I will be able to, um, if I'm not able to become a millionaire by 25, it will be 26, 27 or 28, which is still a huge accomplishment. So um, setting big, wild goals is something I've always done. And I think that it's really important that we do that. And we should encourage people to do that. Because if you aim for the stars and you miss, where will you land? Sorry, no, I got it wrong. If you aim for the moon and you miss, where will you land? Somewhere across the stars. Um, so setting SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant. So this is a really important one, which I've definitely struggled with in the past. Is it relevant to you? It doesn't matter if your mum wants you to do it. It doesn't matter if your friends thinks it's important. And that's what I struggled with because I used to try and set weight loss goals because that's what other people thought that I needed to do. Other people said that I needed to work on my health. Other people said that my health was a problem. And I didn't really give a shit, to be completely honest. I didn't care. Um, and now that's changed, so it is relevant for me now. Do not set goals if it's only important to other people. Why are you on this earth? You're not here to do stuff for other people. Like, seriously. Um, if it is important to you, set a goal around it. If it is not, then don't bother. The next piece of that SMART goal is time bound. So you need a deadline. You need a time frame. Otherwise, things just drag on forever. So is it specific? Is it measurable? Is it achievable? Is it relevant? And is it time bound? This is a SMART goal. This is something that I taught my students within my uh, Warren of Finance course, which was um, really amazing. And we're actually going to be having a new launch coming up soon. So make sure to keep your eyes peeled for that if you want to be part of my Warren Finance course. It's going to be absolutely amazing again um, as it was in 2023. So the next part of setting financial goals for the new year is to discuss short-term and long-term goals such as building an emergency fund, paying off debt or saving for a specific purchase. So make sure that you write these goals down, write them in your notes, make it your screensaver, write it on a notebook, stick it on your wall, do whatever it takes so that you can see your goals every single day and you can reach them. Um, and the next thing to do is provide tips on breaking down larger goals into manageable steps. So you need to find those tips. So what things will help you to reach your financial goals? So um, one thing that's really important for me is that you need to set goals which you actually care about. And this sounds quite obvious, but it's not too... A lot of people, something my mum always says is common sense isn't very common. Um, <laughs> and it's very true. So you want to set goals that are important for you. So for me and myself, 
I would like to um, not work for someone else and not be reliant on someone else to live my life. I would like to be able to have my own income streams, to be able to have freedom of time, to be able to have freedom to do whatever I want to do. Um, my big long-term goal is like probably 10 years away, but I want to move back home to where I'm from. Um, and I want to have so many kids and I want to have this amazing, like a big fuddy and just raise all these babies in it. And we're going to talk to Reo Māori. So I'm trying to up my Reo Māori and learn and grow and become healthy so that I can be there for those tamariki at that time. But that is what I'm working towards. That is only important to me. I don't think that there aren't many of my friends who really care about things like that. Like it's a, a weird thing. Um, but I care about it and that's all that matters. Like do not set goals unless it's important to you. It's just, it's silly, it's a waste of time. The next one that I wanted to talk about with your guide to personal finance success in the new year is creating a budget. As I have said so many times on this podcast, it is so important to have a budget. Your budget is a plan for your money. Your budget tells you where to spend your money. It is not supposed to be there to make your life harder. It's supposed to be there to make your life easier. So you need to create a budget and stick to it. If you can't stick to it, why can't you stick to it? Is it too harsh? Is it too hard? Do you not make enough money? What is the problem with it? You need to understand that. So when I first started budgeting and I was struggling with it and I couldn't stick to it, it was because I wasn't making enough money. And I was like, why is it not working? Why, why, why can't I do this? I wasn't making enough money. It's as simple as that. So you cannot make enough money, you cannot budget effectively. So let's look at that. Instead of trying to cut costs everywhere, look at how can you increase your income. In 2024, how can you create a new stream of income? Fano, tell me, send me a message of your ideas. How can you create a new stream of income? What could you do? What are you good at that you could sell to someone else? You only have to be a little bit better than everyone else to be able to sell something. Like, honestly, I started this business, Māori Millionaire, because I was a little bit better than my friends at managing money, um, only after I was able to get out of being broke. Only a little bit better. I'm not amazing. I'm not fantastic. But I know a little bit more about putia than the average person. And so I created a business on it. What do you know that you're a little bit better than all of your friends, all of your whanau about? You don't even have to be better than everyone. But if you're better than the average person... Um, for example, uh, there's a lot of things um, in Māori culture that I think that so many of us could actually be making money from. Like, for example, um, do I have an example actually? But like, I know so many people who make rongoa and they're always giving it away for free and I love that. I love the whakaro of being able to give someone a gift of rongoa and I think that's awesome. But I don't want to say that it's impossible to make money in these businesses where you're here to help people. And I think that's something that people cannot get their heads around. They think that you're not a nice person if, you, if you're always selling. I don't think that's true. Some people are more than happy to pay. It is fine to give stuff away, to give koha away. And I do that myself within my business. I give courses away to people and I say, if you're struggling, like, soon, you know, uh, people I know, I will give them a free access to my course or a reduced cost to my course. But you can also be nice and be kind and giving, but also make money. 
Like, you can't, it's not a one or the other, which is what I think a lot of people think. It is definitely not one or the other. You can do both. So, um, that's an important thing. How can you make money in 2024? How can you increase your income? Um, it's very, very important. The other thing I wanted to talk about in terms of budgeting was the apps that you can use to help you with your budgeting. So, um, my personal bank is with Westpac and Westpac has this app called CashNav which allows you to see where your putia is being spent. So it will say like you've spent this amount this month and you've spent this much on transport, you've spent this much on accommodation. Very, very good book, uh, app, sorry. Um, and I definitely recommend that but most banks have them. Um, the banks in New Zealand have these apps that allow you to see where your putia is being spent. Google it. Like Google it whanau. Um you can do anything when you google it um number four of this episode is about your emergency fund and your rainy day savings if you've been a long listener of this podcast you'll know how important emergency funds are to me emergency funds are there when you have nothing else um and especially as mama or as bahini i think it's really important to have an emergency fund you never want to be stuck in a relationship because you have no putia to leave you need an emergency fund like full stop if you have tamariki especially you need an emergency fund emergency funds are so important so how do you get started with building one the first thing i would look at is your income can you afford to put putia away if you cannot put putia away from your income what is around your house that you can sell i think that an emergency fund which is quite controversial and i think a lot of people don't agree with me when i say this but i still stand by it if you have nice things in your house and you have no emergency fund, you should sell those nice things and have an emergency fund if you've got no other way of saving an emergency fund. And my example is this. When I was at uni, I had an iPad. I was barely using it, um, but my I had no emergency fund, and I didn't have any puta to put money into the emergency fund at that time, and so I sold the iPad so I could put the money in. Now, a couple of years later, I have enough money to just replace the iPad if I want to. Um, And that is why you need to have an emergency fund. Because if I hadn't have done that, what would have happened when emergencies came up? Because they did so many times. I remember when I was just driving to the supermarket and I had a crash. And that was $1,300 um, that I had to pay out of my excess. You know, stuff happens. And when you have, um, when you don't have like rich parents <laughs> to ask for putia, you have to figure it out. And that's why you need an emergency fund. Emergency funds are so important. Um, and I really, really want to stress this. Don't invest money unless you have an emergency fund. Don't buy nice things unless you have an emergency fund. Don't go on holidays if you don't have an emergency fund. Priorities, Fano. It is important to prioritise your emergency fund. If you are vaping and you don't have an emergency fund, you need an emergency fund. Like, it is so important to prioritise, and this is something that is so difficult and I worked so hard on, because I knew that my finances were important, yet I was still doing the behaviours that didn't lead to financial success, like vaping. And it took me so long, I was vaping for three and a half years, until something switched to me, and I realised that by me vaping, I was putting my goals second, I was putting this vape first and I was putting my goals second. That's not what I want. I don't give a shit about a vape. Like, at the end of the day, it's a vape. It's flavoured air. It's not important to me. 
uh, what was important was the addiction. Um, but the bigger thing is understand what is important to you and then let your actions show that. So I said I wanted to be a millionaire. I will be a millionaire. But I can't do that if I'm spending my putia here, there, everywhere. And if I'm getting sick and having to take time off money because I'm sick, because I'm bloody vaping. Like, there's a there's a level of being real with ourselves. And actually going, if I want something, then bloody work for it. Stop making excuses. So many people I see make excuses about stuff. And it's like, oh, I can't do this because of this. Can't do this to this. Do you see me making excuses? No. We make solutions for the problems that we experience excuses don't help you to become successful so if you do not have an emergency fund that is priority number one to find a way to save an emergency fund sell stuff do gardening for people mow someone's lawns um sell some stuff at a market sell some stuff around your house do some baking and sell that there are so many things you can do to save an emergency fund. You have to think outside of the box and you have to be smart and you have to stop um, feeling sorry for yourself and making excuses. Find ways to save an emergency fund. It is so important. That's enough about that one. Getting a little bit fired up in here. Let's go to number five, managing debt. Um, debt is super important to go over because... Um, Debt incurs interest and interest is something that the rich people use to get richer and what poor people use to stay poor. So if you know understand interest, you start charging interest. When you don't understand interest, you're paying interest. You're paying, you know, interest on your debt. Credit cards, car loans, all of this stuff. It's what we do not want. This is called consumer debt. Consumer debt keeps us poor. Okay? Rich people use debt to leverage to become wealthy like buying houses, because houses, generally speaking, over a long period of time, will increase in value. A car decreases in value. So if you're buying, if you're spending your money on things that decrease in value, but you're getting a loan out for it, you're going down and down and down. If you're spending your money on things that are going to increase in value, you're going up and up and up. If you have already got debt and you want to get out of it, there are some strategies for this. One of them is a snowball or a debt avalanche method. Um, so some of the different ways that I like to look at it is you can either do it this way. If you've got multiple things of debt, start with either the highest amount of one. So you might go, say I've got a car loan worth five grand and I've got a credit card worth four grand. So start paying off the five grand car loan. And then once that's paid off, go to the credit card. That's one strategy. Another strategy could be to start paying them off, both of them. Start attacking them both um, at the same time. Another strategy could be to pay off the one with the highest interest rate first. So a credit card, you know, if you if you haven't paid it, some of them are like 20%. Um, same with a car. So figuring out which one is more. Debt consolidation is another idea. Debt consolidation is where you get another loan to pay off all the other loans and you just have one loan that you have to repay. So that works well if you've got lots of different um, places where you've got debt. So you might have a credit card, a car loan, and you owe this person this and this person that. Um, debt consolidation could help. Um, but some other things to look at could be debt snowball, debt avalanche, 
uh, paying off the highest interest rate first, paying off the highest amount first. Those are just some rough ideas of some managing debt strategies that I have for you. Um, and one of the biggest ones really is about making sure that you have your emergency fund. So I, I make sure that you would have your emergency fund prior to starting to pay off debt because if you are trying to pay off your debt and then another emergency comes up, what are you going to pay it with? You're going to go into debt again. So you're just going to be stuck in this little rabbit hole. What you need to do is have your emergency fund and then once you've done that, then you can start working on debt because you, what you don't want to do is start paying um, start paying, like getting more debt out because you have no emergency fund. That's enough on debt though. Uh, the next piece for a successful 2024 is about investing for the future. So like I said at the start, um, I have a discount code called MMXGoldie and that is to be able to invest in gold through Goldie. Um, so that's a very exciting one. But investing for long-term financial growth is something that a lot of people find very tricky, very scary, and it is understandable. The financial sector overcomplicates all of these kapu, and they make it so confusing for everyone, which is why I started my podcast, because I wanted to make it more simple. And that's what people love about it. People always messaging me, oh my god, you just explained it in such a way that was just so easy to get, and I just totally understand it now, thank you so much. And I'm like, this is what we need. We do not need more complicated words and it's actually just really annoying. Like it's so simple. The finance stuff is very simple when explained simply. Like don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't um, spend all of your money. Make sure you always have backup savings. They're actually really simple concepts. We just need to uh, explain them simply. So investing is exactly the same. Investing is when you give someone else some some money and hopes for that to grow and expand and become more money over time. So there are a few different ways you can invest money. It could be through real estate, through businesses, through shares, uh, the stock market, through investing in yourself, investing in your mindset, growing more education, learning more skills, learning high income skills that you can sell. This is investing. Investing is super important. Investing allows us to grow what we have. You don't save your way to wealth. You do not save a million dollars. You invest money and it grows to a million dollars. You're never going to just save a million dollars. Like, I'm actually just going to get a calculator out for us because I want to really illustrate this. So, let's say you start working when you're 18 and you work until you're 16. No, let's just do 18 until 58 so 40 years of working so if we've got a million dollars I've got this on my calculator a million dollars divided by 40 years divided by 52 weeks you would have to save $480 starting today every single week for 40 years to reach a million dollars who has an extra $480 a week to just save so the, the, the difference between saving and investing, which I actually talked about in another episode, is that saving is very good for having some savings to fall back on when you need it. However, in the long term, it doesn't grow. So I made an episode on this, episode 67, saving versus investing. What should I do first? Go and look at that. Very important. But the point is, is that saving does not grow. It just stays there and it actually goes down because if inflation is at like 8%, right, and you're getting paid, say, 6% through your interest in your bank account, 
where's that difference of 2% going? You're actually decreasing every single year. So investing allows that to grow. So that's number six for this podcast, investing in the future, very important. Number seven is about building and protecting credit. So do you have a credit score? Do you even know what a credit score is? Do you understand credit? I use an app called, I'm just going to bring it up on my phone because I can't actually remember what it's called, Credit Simple. And this um, this website tells you exactly how to, um, like what your credit score is, where it's coming from and like what the areas need improving on it they also have some like little education uh pieces within the app so I would definitely go and look at that very important but building a good credit score is all about lending so if you have a good credit score someone's going to let you borrow money so at the moment I'm working on growing my credit score because I want to buy my own house so I need to build my credit score so that the banks can trust that I'm going to be able to pay off a loan it's all about trust really uh so maintaining good credit is about paying off your bills on time paying off your loans on time so um I got a my phone via spark because it was interest free so I paid it off over I think two years each week or each month I have to pay that bill if I don't it will impact my credit score so every single month I make sure I pay my spark bill um every single month early it's done I don't worry about it because I know that it's done. It's almost always done. Have the email reminders on. Make sure you do not miss a payment for whatever you do. Do not miss a payment. If you already have a bad credit score, these things will help to improve it because it can get better. It's not stuck down low forever. It will get better. Number eight is about creating some better spending habits. So something that a lot of people think is that if you do not buy coffee, you will be able to buy a house. If you do not buy avocado toast, you'll be able to buy a house. Bull crap. It's absolutely bullshit. I think that the important thing to do is be mindful about where we're spending our putia. Is it something that we align with? Is it something that we value? And this is what value-based spending is. Value-based spending is spending your money on the things which are important to you. So, for example, recently McDonald's was found to be feeding the Israeli army. The Israeli army uh, is responsible for killing Palestinian babies. So I do not want to associate with them that is horrible bad behavior that I do not want to condone by purchasing McDonald's so I have made a rule I will never eat McDonald's again that is value-based spending because it does not align with my values it is not important to me and I do not want to be contributing to a genocide so I will not spend money there that is value-based spending it can also work on the other side so books provide a lot of value for me I love books. I have so many books. I estimate that my book collection is probably worth about $3,000 at this point. Love books. Like, they give me life. Love them so much. So I spend money on them. If I go to a bookstore, I will quite easily just drop 50 bucks on three books. $15 a book at a second-hand bookstore. Not a problem. Don't even think about it because books provide me value. And I know that by reading these books, I will make my money back three times. Um, And so it's very important to be mindful about where we're spending our money. Does it align with your values? Because this is something that many people do not understand. When you spend money, you are supporting someone or someone's business. So if I spend money at McDonald's, I'm saying, hey guys, I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. You guys are doing so good. I am so happy with what you guys are doing. I'm just going to donate 20 bucks to you. That is what you're doing. If you do not agree with what someone is doing, the, the biggest way to make an impact is to stop spending money there. 
it's just it's quite simple number nine is to really try and surround yourself by some important um, and helpful resources that will help you to have the best 2024 ever when it comes to Putia. So make sure you're following good pages. At Māori Millionaire with an underscore. Please be mindful, Fano. I always have scam accounts. So if someone's messaging about crypto, I do not invest in crypto. Please bear that in mind. However, follow Māori Millionaire on Instagram, on TikTok, on all these different things. You want to surround yourself by the pages that are going to be talking about Putia, pages that are going to be talking about inspiring stuff. Stop following the Kardashians or stop following people. You know, if you want to be like the Kardashians, keep following them. Sorry. But if you want to, if you want success, if you want to be better, if you want to improve your um, situation, then follow the people who are better than you. Surround yourself by people that are cooler than you. Surround yourself by people that are smarter than you. Stop hanging out with people who are less. You need to be surrounding yourself by bigger, better vibes because that will rub off on you. Next thing you need to do is to read, 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 read as many books as you can this year. Um, set some crazy goals about reading books. One a month even, great place to start. Listen to podcasts, this is a really good one. So I've been going to the gym almost every day now and I've made a habit, which is called habit stacking, that every time I'm at the gym I have to listen to a podcast. So I've been listening to Andrew Huberman, who is absolutely amazing. He talks all about like psychology and brain and all this other stuff like stuff that's so complicated to me but it's very interesting to me and it's helping to improve my life so that's habit stacking if I'm going to go to the gym I'm going to listen to a podcast as well that means I get double the benefits out of going to the gym because I get to learn something and I get to um, lift weights and stuff but important thing read your books listen to your podcasts um, read blogs on the internet keep learning keep staying informed and keep studying financial trends keep learning about this stuff knowledge is power you can do anything when you have knowledge so keep doing that I'm going to do a quick little recap of these topics for you all um, I'm aware that this is getting into a long podcast and I know you don't like long podcasts as I've been told by a lot of people you guys like them short so sorry today's one is a bit long but I'm going to go over them very quickly again for you um, number one reflect on the last year Number two, set some good financial goals. Remember the SMART method. Um, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant and time bound. Number three, make sure that your budget is on track. This is not a mean tool to make your life harder. It's supposed to make it better. Number four, make sure you have an emergency fund. Number five, start working at paying off debt or managing debt if you have it. Number six, you can't save your way to wealth. You need to invest your money. Number seven, build and protect credit. I use Credit Simple. Make sure to use something that's going to help you to improve your credit. Number eight, work on your spending habits. Value-based spending, super important. Number nine, make sure to have a mindset that is always trying to learn and trying to improve and trying to become better. Um, but that was today's podcast, Etiwi. I'm so grateful for you all for being here and for listening to another podcast episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then please make sure to rate the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any partai, then please send me an email, tekahikura at maorimalini.com. If you have anything to say about the podcast, if you have feedback, comments, or people you want me to interview, send me an email, send me a DM, whatever it is. Um, I'm so happy to be here and I'm so grateful that you all support my kaupapa thank you so much for having me um, I'll see you guys in another episode kakite <laughs>